0: We're part of the world. Listen, I've never been an advocate of of moving to Idaho and starting some some call to separate it from from all the world. We are to be in the world. We're to be salt in the world and light in the world. And and we're to show the truth and we're to try to keep back the spread of evil. But we have to be in the world. Dear God, we just can't be of the world. We can't get so caught up in it that we become part of it. We, We have to function in society but just not part of society. It's a weird dynamic. It's a weird dynamic. What does he say about that? What does he say about the darkness? He says the darkness is prevalent. The darkness is prevalent. He said you're you're not of the darkness that it would overtake you. I want you to tell me, tell me tonight, what area of life is there besides the local church What area of life is there left besides the local church whose agenda you would agree with? Name one institution. Name one place. Name one group of people besides a Bible-believing local church. Name one place. Oh, listen, we can get behind them. You say, well, I, I like conservative politics. Really? You ever been to the Republican group here in Pinellas County? I have. I I go a lot. I speak there. I preach there. I pray there. (laughs) Uh, That's not my crowd. Now listen, I believe in conservative voting because I believe that conservative voting lines up in biblical voting, but some of the vilest, wickedest, drunkest people I've ever been around have been conservative Republican, Libertarian it's not my crowd. We line up with them to try to stem the tide, to try to stand. And listen, I can I can support some of those people, but that's not my crowd. There's, there's just as much filth. But listen, both sides of the aisle are dirty. Politics, there's no answer there. Oh, listen, I'm a big education. By the way, I'm an education guy. I'm a good, I like, I got good education, right? I've got degrees and And I've worked hard at that, and I continue to try to to grow. Uh, You think, listen, if you're, God bless you, I love you. We're going to have a big day. We're going to try to support teachers. But do you understand there is not education that's happening in our world, but there is agenda that's happening in our world? Our our education, we, we need to support conservatives on school boards so that we can keep crazy out of school textbooks and out of classrooms. Wouldn't it be wonderful if schools just taught you how to read, how to write, how to do math? That'd be great. But but we're having uh, sex education, kindergartners, when does a kindergarten need to know about sex education? I'm just saying politics is not my education is not my answer. Oh well well there's some there's some good media out there. Now that's if you make that statement you need to check yourself into the home. There, there's not, uh, well, I, we have concern. There, there's no good media. All media is in it to make money. And if it bleeds, it leads. If it's worst, it's first. I'm just saying there's nowhere that you and I, children of life, there's nowhere in this world that we can go to have a supporting cause besides the local church and God's people that believe the word of God. It's everywhere. It's in every cranny and crevice of society. The prevalence of darkness. And listen, I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. At this point, I'm simply a theory. Of, of, I'm just a, a theorist because all my conspiracies have worked out right. But I do believe there is a principality and power. There are spiritual rulers. There are wickedness in high places. And I believe it is a consorted effort, the prince of the power of this world, that he is working to bring all of this spirit of Antichrist to pass so that he can move forward with his Antichrist ungodly agenda. I'm telling you, we live in a dark society. They're not even hiding it anymore. We used to say they're coming out of the closet. Dear friend, they're sitting on the front porch now. It's a prevalent spirit. Can't watch anything without having to have a critical eye. What message are they getting across? Uh, We're not going to bang on Disney. No need to bang on Disney. Disney is not in the entertainment industry. Disney is trying to send an agenda to your children man, I shouldn't go here. Let me think about it. So, so we have littles at home. You know, Hudson's a little and Maya's a little. And um, Valerie would be like, we can't watch that cartoon. Now, I remember as a child when I heard a pastor say, don't watch cartoon, I thought how silly that pastor is to warn against a cartoon. Everybody can discern between silly cartoon and life. Three, four-year-old children can't. They haven't matured mentally. And so... When you watch a, a Caillou, how many of you know who Caillou is? How many of you understand that is not the model you want your children to follow? It's a whiny little brat who needs his little tea bottom tore off. And the dad is a simp. Just a little mush, mush daddy. Y'all mad at that? I don't, we're going to get worse. That, that We've narrowed down our list of cartoons that the kids can watch, just a handful. And I'll go in, and, and there'll be something on my TV, and I'm like, Maya? There, they're, By the way, Maya and Hudson, brilliant. Go anywhere they want to go on that thing. I, you better watch them like a hawk. And so we go in and say, you know better than that. Oh, it's just a, it's just a movie. No, that, that movie has an agenda to make you desensitize to the wrong thing. And by the way, not just desensitize to the wrong thing, but make you hate the right thing. Every, everything, they don't, we don't just go watch a movie to be entertained anymore. Everything's got to have a story in it that makes you desensitized. Some of us are old timers. We remember the 1970s when Soap was on there. How many remember the show Soap? Billy Crystal was on Soap. How many remember that? How many, how many never heard of, watch it, this will make you feel old. Is there, How many never heard of Soap? Let me, let me see, the TV show Soap, you've never heard of it. You've never heard of it. yeah. Soap was awful. Why? They introduced a character, not a main character, but a side character who was gay. That was in the 1970s. That was the first time on television there was a gay character. The the television show soap, Billy Crystal's television show. We've come a long way, baby. It's not to our good. The darkness is prevailing. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. We are losing ground culturally. The darkness and there's pockets of resistance. I understand. And by the way, it doesn't mean we don't fight back. But overwhelmingly, by the way, even when we win back ground, we never win back as much as we lost in the first place. You, you understand? They push for the hundred things, and they only get the ten. But now we've gone ten farther than we were before the push. So the prevalence of darkness. Now, the power of darkness is this, and here's where I am right now tonight. Here's where I think many of you are. It is so great, is it worth continuing the fight? The power of darkness makes you feel like You are literally spitting into the wind. You are whistling Dixie. You are wasting time. We're not doing anything to push back the tide. It's kind of like going out and building a little sand dam at the beach. And you say, man, we're going to hold back the water. And two or three tides in, your little sand dam is gone. And now the water is just completely overwhelmed you. And that's how I feel sometimes that we are losing this battle with the culture. Now, let me say this to you. You are understanding what the Bible says. You are going to lose the battle with the culture eventually because it must wax worse and worse before the coming of the Lord. We are not here. Now listen, this helps me. Now you're talking about, I'm, I'm discouraged at times. I understand discouragement. I think I understand a little bit of depression. You are not going and we've never been called to win the moral war. Our job is not to turn the culture. Now, there is a part of our life, salt, where to stem the growth, the spread of evil as much as we can. But our main purpose and point in life is not to turn the culture, not to win the moral majority or any of those things. I'm not against it. I'm just saying that's not what the Christians supposed to do. The Christian is called to preach the gospel. Now, watch. I may not be able to save everyone, but I can save someone. And I don't mean save personally, but witness to and win to Christ. If I look at the culture as a whole, I will be discouraged. But when I see someone get saved, get baptized, and begin to follow Christ, I'm encouraged. My job is to be a witness. Now, the power of darkness overwhelming. The power of darkness, I believe, has cajoled a lot of pastors and Christians and churches and just saying, well, it's over, give up, there's nothing we can do, just just finish it, ride out the end, Uh, no more fighting, no more conflict. And the opposite is true. It ought to empower us and embolden us that while we may not turn the tide, we can definitely snatch some from the burning. The power of darkness. Now look at verse 4 quickly. I, I must hasten. We're never going to get through this part of the message. Who are you tonight? Now that ye is you, right? That's an old English easy translation. Ye is you. You, Ye are the children of light, the children of the day. We are, of not, are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, uh, let, therefore let us. Now watch this. There are two people that we see here. In the text, there's the people of darkness and there's the children of the light. Now, to prevent the darkness from spreading into our homes, our lives, and our churches, we must be children of the light and children of the day. We must walk in, dwell in, abide in, believe in, live in the light. Uh, We must uh, not let the night or the darkness overtake us. We are day men. Day, men, we live in the light of the Word of God. We live in the light of Scripture. Everything that we do must correlate and must be uh, founded in the Word of God. You say, well, what about all these thoughts and ideas? And What about all this going out here? Listen, those are their ideas. What does the Scripture say? The Word of God is your light, it's your lamp, it's your everything. Why, why, why do you think the devil fights so hard to delude away the Word of God? Why do you think there's such an attack on the Word of God? Because once the light is gone, darkness envelops. When you go away from the Word of God, everything eventually goes dark. Look at the mainline churches. When they left the Bible, God left them. And now they do whatever's right in their own eyes. They they do whatever the culture says. Man, we got to fit in. Dear friend, we'll never fit in believing the Bible. We're children of the light. Walk in the light. This this is it. The Bible is it. Your your greatest battle in life is do you believe the Bible or not. That's your greatest battle. Once you settle that. Everything else makes sense. Go back to this morning's message. You can stand fast. You can hold fast your faith. Why? Because you believe the Bible to be the Word of God. If the Bible is not the Word of God to you, then everything's still on the table. If the Bible is the Word of God to you, then most things are off the table. Life becomes very simple. Is it yes or no according to the Scripture? Some of you are dating right now, and boy, you get all emotionally in a mess. I'll tell you what would have solved your emotional mess. The moment your person you're dating said, I'm not a Christian, and you walked away, that would have solved your problem. But you don't live in the light, so the darkness overwhelms you. And you live in confusion and frustration and chaos. Why? Because you're a Christian trying to live in darkness with no light. Well, I don't I don't know what the problem is. I'll tell you what the problem is. We're not living in the light. Therefore, we're confused, chaotic. Who, who's the opposite? Look at verse 5. They that sleep. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken, be drunken in the, are drunken in the night. The careless, those are the ones that are asleep. By the way, sleep, in this case, I'm going to give you something. I want you to take this kindly and sweetly. Sleep, in this case, speaks of those who are ignorant of truth. Don't take this wrong. But if you're not aware of what's happening, according to Scripture and according to culture, seeing the the Word of God playing out before us, you're ignorant. This, this, This doesn't surprise us. Today, Mac, who was sitting right over here, Mac sent me a a screenshot of a person paying for his goods by scanning his hand over the barcode scanner. He said, preacher, are you worried? Not one bit. In fact, my faith is emboldened because 30 years ago we couldn't figure out how that was going to happen. Now we see exactly how it's going to happen. And and, and Max said, this is coming. This is in a supermarket here right now. You just scan your hand. And instead of having a, by by the way, isn't it interesting, we went, how how many remember the first debit card? I I love being old. Don't you remember we got history? How many remember a debit card? In in Atlanta, we used to have Tilly the all-time teller, the big blue T, and there's commercials, Tilly, the all-time teller, the big blue T. And that's what, I remember Tilly was the first teller that you could get a, a debit card and put it in the machine and punch buttons and magic money comes out. I didn't know back then you had to have money in to get money out. I just went around pushing buttons, hoping for the best, you know. We went from the little card to put money in. That was, that was awesome. Preacher, it's coming. And then, and then uh, you know, we go forward and, and now you can pay with your phone. and Oh, that's interesting. And then just a few years ago, I was in England, and they kept asking me, are you chip or pin? Anybody ever, anybody ever ask you, are you chip or pin? I had no idea what that meant. I was in England, and the lady said, are you chip or pin? I'm like, which one's which? Because I didn't want to say the wrong thing, you know. I said, I don't know. She said, well, do you, do you punch numbers for your card, or do you just tap your card on the thing? I said, "Oh, well, I, I, t- I just punch numbers. I have no idea. Never heard of tapping your card. Now, everywhere you go, you just tap your card. And now, you don't tap your card because now you can take that same, that same technology on your card. Why carry a card for your safety and for your security? Peace and safety. Nobody's going to steal from you, and you're going to be safe. Just take that card and imprint it now in your wrist, and eventually in your forehead. It'll be, just scan you. It'll be safer. It's peaceful. It's easy. Beware. Now, I'm old enough to remember thinking how, and now I have seen the how come into play exactly. Now, I'm not ignorant because I've read my Bible on this. Bless the the name of the Lord. I thank God. Hey, thank God for old-time preachers who believed it all day. They could not explain it. You and I explain it every day when we whip out our debit card. We know how this is going to play out. And by the way, COVID was preconditioning 101 to get you to follow the example for your peace and safety. They're just conditioning the world. And we're saying, whoa, whoa, who fought against that? The church did. Why? Because the church said, whoa, no, 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 no. No, that ain't right. And we got lambasted by the liberal because we said no, because that is taking away more of our liberty and eventually condition us to be little sheep who goes right into the slaughter. I'm not ignorant. Some of us are living ignorantly. We think that all that matters is playing and playtime and fun and games. Man, you're living in the last days. My sons, Quinn and Colin, and, and their ministry now. They're ministering to people that I believe will see the coming of the spirit of an actual Antichrist. Speaks of ignorance. It speaks of insensibility. You know what that word means? It's a great word. Sense is in the middle of that word, right? Lacking perception. You know what the biggest issue in Christianity is today? I believe it's the biggest issue in life, but specifically Christianity. There's just no discernment. There's no discernment. The Bible says we're to try the spirits. We're to try. Oh, judge not. Don't 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 be ignorant. Don't don't quote that verse unless you quote it in context. We are supposed to judge everything in its context. That's a Bible. That's a Bible responsibility. You are to look at that and say, does this line up with God's word and God's spirit? If not, get away from me, Satan. And yet we say, oh, it looks like a Christian. It sounds like a Christian. It says it's a Christian ought to be okay. The worst thing ever happened was when you believed someone who represented Christ who did not know Christ. Discernment. A lack of, lack of perception, insensibility. You don't, listen, come now, let us reason together. Christianity is a thinking person's religion. Let's walk through this. Careless speaks of ignorance. Careless speaks of insensibility. But here's the deal. When, when someone is asleep, they're ignorant. When someone is asleep, they're insensible. When someone is asleep, they have no defense. Inability. When you're asleep, you, you can't defend yourself. When you're asleep, you, you have no, no ability to fend off the foe. That's why thieves come at night because some of us sleep hard. And they know, man, they can make a lot of noise and we're not going to wake up. Thank God for dogs, right? Thank God for dogs. Of course, my dogs would show them where everything is. Inability. But here's the one that makes me crazy inactive. When you're asleep, you're out. When you're asleep, you're out. You're not engaged in. The modern church, the modern church is inactive. They're not engaged in the business of winning souls and missions. Uh, Brother Mike asked me that. I said, where where are the young men that are giving themselves to serve the Lord in missions? We've been all over the Caribbean together, and and we need missionaries and pastors. I've been all over the Philippines. We need missionaries and pastors. I've been all over Costa Rica and Guatemala and Central America and Europe. We need pastors. I've been all over the United States. We need pastors. We need men and women that say, I'll go. And yet, most people, they live for themselves, never realizing that we have very little time left to do something for the cause of Christ. I'll give you this. I'm looking looking for a place to stop. Romans 13, 11 says, And knowing that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Verse number 8 says, Let us put on, uh, but let us who are, uh, let me read it correctly, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. We'll quit here. This will be my stopping point. There's the call. So there's the careless, and there's the call. What's the call? The call is to awake out of sleep, to sound the alarm, to watch the As the watchman on the wall, the watchman on the wall, the responsibility is not to to get the people to action. It is to awake the people. They have to uh, enact themselves. They have to get involved. Our job is just to warn them, to wake them up and say, Hey, uh, you you have a danger here. To be aware, to be sober, to be serious. But let us who are of the day be sober, be serious. Spurgeon writes in a sermon entitled, Awake, Awake, on this text. He showed the folly and the tragedy of a sleeping Christian with three pictures. First picture is this, a city suffers under the plague. An official walks the streets crying aloud, Bring out the dead, bring out the dead. All the while a doctor with the cure in his pocket sleeps. A passenger ship reels under the storm about to be crashed upon the rocks, bringing certain death to hundreds of passengers. All the while, the captain sleeps soundly. A prisoner in his cell about ready to be led to the execution. His heart is terrified. The thought of hanging from his neck until dead, terrified of death and what awaits him after death. All the while, the man with a letter of pardon for the condemned man sleeps in another room. The world is going to hell around us. And the giant church of the living God sleeps soundly. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, The hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him. Our adoration is the breastplate of faith. Believe in God. Our hearts are settled and secured. Our helmet is the hope of salvation. God's confident expectation of judgment and deliverance to come. Awake thou that sleepest. There is an urgency in this matter of the Christian life. There, there, there is a call to action in this matter of what am I going to do with my life? And here's your two choices. Now, you can fill in the blanks with anything you want, but here's your two choices. You can sleep or be awake. Sleep, I'm just not going to care. I'm not going to get engaged. I'm not going to get involved. I'm just going to just kind of go through life or be awake. Be aware, be engaged, be involved. Be intentional. There's an intentionality. There's an intensity. Most Christians, most Christians live with no intention. They live in no state of urgency. Well, it's going to be as it always was. No, sir. You're going to go or he's going to come. One of the two is going to happen before you know it. One of the two is going to happen before you know it. We are not We are not children of the darkness. Prayerfully, we're not a church in the darkness, but in the light. Father, tonight I pray, I'm, I'm asking, I, I believe with all my heart that there is something you want us to do, and now is the time you want us to do it. We, we cannot... Wait until tomorrow. We have no promise of the future. Lord, we must do now what you're calling us to do. We must be engaged now. Souls are at stake. The kingdom of God is close at hand. The kingdom of darkness grows around us. And, Lord, we must have men and women, we must have some young men and young women say, here am I, send me, I'll go. I'll get engaged. I'll get involved. I'll follow Christ. I'll live for Christ in this day in this age. We pray now, Lord Jesus, we beg you now, Lord Jesus, that you'd stir us to action. May we be day men and not people overtaken in the darkness. Now, heads are eyes are closed. I've been thinking about this. Discouragement abounds. People down. I get it. Instead of allowing the things of this world to discourage us. May we pray that God would use them to empower us, to embolden us, to strengthen us, and be a day man.